Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. Thank you, Solo D, and welcome to another episode of On the Fence Side Christmas Edition. As we approach the Miami Dolphins Buffalo Bills matchup that we'll be previewing, Paul Pickin and Brian Canton there. You can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, and on iTunes as well. Todd Bowles, uh, head coach of the New York Jets, former Miami Dolphins assistant head coach is in stable condition uh, and is questionable for this upcoming weekend uh, to coach. But uh, the most important thing is that Todd Bowles gets healthy. We send our best to him, especially he and his family, as we approach Christmas. Paul, the Dolphins had two pro bowlers, not a big surprise, Cameron Waken and Dominican Sue making their fifth Pro Bowl. Were you surprised that the Dolphins didn't have more? Do you see any snubs on that list? Or was this right on the money here with Wake and Sue? Um, I definitely expected Wake and Sue. I mean, both in terms of name recognition and performance. I mean, the, the two of them, especially actually since Tannehill went down, have been really starting to feed off each other more and more each and every week of this season. And I was a little surprised. I expected a few more names. I think Miami's had some pretty good performers in a number of areas. I was surprised that Landry got snubbed. Basically, I mean, he and Odell Beckham, very similar numbers to the first three seasons of their career, and he just seemed like a guy that was going to be going. Jay Ajayi, I know he's tapered off a little bit in recent weeks with Pouncey's injury, but he did cement his place in NFL history with his back-to-back 200-yard games this year and leading the NFL in broken tackles, being in all the conversations for top-tier running backs. Byron Maxwell was a little bit of uh, an iffy one, even though he does deserve it. And I know a lot of Michael Thomas got a lot of Pro Bowl push for the special teams role, but I, I understood that one not being the case, especially when in recent weeks, Walt Aikens has really been the top performer on the team in terms of special teams. So, yeah, the three I was a little surprised at were Landry, Ajayi, and Maxwell, even though I know two of them got named as alternates. Yeah, I was, uh, Sue and Wake were no surprise to me. Uh, fifth Pro Bowl, and I always think that seven Pro Bowls, you start talking Hall of Fame material. I, I thought, I, I don't think any other Dolphins were snubs, but out of six or seven players, uh, Ajayi, Landry, Byron Maxwell, uh, Michael Thomas and Walt Akins as special teamers, maybe a John Denny as a long snapper, I thought it may have been possible that one or two slip in. But, you know, I... I I don't see any huge snubs. And also Jarvis Landry, uh, I'm glad he didn't make it so he can't use that against the Dolphins uh, at the negotiating table. So, Paul, looking forward here to the Dolphins-Bills matchup, just a few stats beforehand. Joe Shad reported that if the Dolphins beat the Buffalo Bills, they have a 92% chance of making the playoffs. If they lose to the Bills and beat the Patriots in Week 17, they have an 88% chance of making the playoffs. And if they lose both games, the Dolphins have a 2%, 2% chance of making the playoffs. And I think we can all agree that they don't deserve it at that point in these last two games anyway. What's your feeling heading into these last two games? Honestly, I, I put out a stat myself this week. It was 
after watching everybody bat around the 800 different scenarios that there are for the playoffs, given that there are several teams at eight and six, nipping at the Dolphins' heels, it's a pretty simple stat. You win two in the next 10 days, it really doesn't matter what anybody else does. And I do think Miami wins this game against the Bills this weekend. I think there's a very good chance that, that the Broncos lose, and then every other game out there doesn't really matter. Uh, for the Dolphins, including the Dolphins' final week against New England. It won't matter for either team, which is, would be a great feeling. But really, I think that there's a very good chance that Miami at least splits the final two games. This is not the same old Dolphins team uh, that, that we've had in the past that would go into the final two weeks controlling their own destiny and basically just throw up on their own laps. I, I think Miami pulls it out this weekend, and it's need be. I think there's a decent chance next week with New England at home. Yeah, when you look at the Patriots this weekend, they're 17-point favorites against the Jets. And my understanding is if the Jets don't win that game, which nobody expects them to, then the Patriots have nothing to play for in Week 17. So, yeah, the, the Dolphins are in prime position to win this football game. Let's, let's dig a little bit deeper into the matchup. Uh, Shady McCoy has been on a tear lately. Did make the Pro Bowl over JHIA. Wasn't a surprise to me. On the season, has over 1,100 yards rushing, almost 1,500 total yards. And in three of the last four games, has 100-plus rushing yards in this contest. I'll tell you this right now. Uh, when you look at how Bilal Powell did, did against the Dolphins last week, running the ball straight up the gut, Earl Mitchell and Jordan Phillips and Kiko Alonso in the middle of that Dolphins defense really have their work cut out for him, and I think that's a key part of this matchup i'm actually torn i do think shady mccoy is going to get his yardage but looking back at the way the dolphins have schemed on defense this season especially given the fact that every outside linebacker they've ever thought about has either been trash or injured this year but it, it's it's almost like the vance joseph has schemed this where okay go ahead run around a little bit blow a little clock for us totally cool. We're going to let you get your rushing yards. That's not how you're going to beat us. And I can't think of a single game they've lost this year where somebody ran, ran rampant and it had any type of impact on the game. Now, there are several games they've won where opposing rushers had a glut of rushing yards, but that hasn't seemed to kill the Dolphins. What's killed this team has really been when they've had their DDs too far off the ball and allowed that, that big gap between the front four and the back four with uh, a couple of floaters in the middle, that that has killed the team. The short passing area and then allowing the deep ball off of the DBs uh, trying to adjust to the short passing area when they're at too much depth. That That's where it worries me. So it's, it's it seems odd that Shady McCoy running rampant isn't a huge worry, even though I think he will get his yards. But I'm not worried about it because that really hasn't been what killed us at all, all season. Yeah, and in fact, when you look back at the last nine games where the Dolphins are 8-1, and one, the most yardage from an opposing starting running back was Matt Forte with 92 yards. And that was a game that the Dolphins won. And 63 of those yards came on two carries. So the Dolphins, I agree, even though they give up uh, a higher yards per carry total, then uh, it's still overall the, at the running back spot. They, they've limited those star running backs to not many yardage or not many yards. Uh, looking at the rest of the team too, Tyrod Taylor. And it, this guy was a little runt for us last year. I mean, he, I, I think it's, he had completed, he was 33 for 42 at five touchdowns last year. Didn't have as much success in the first game against the Dolphins. But I'll tell you what about this guy. 520 rushing yards on the year from Tyrod Taylor. Six interceptions. 
He's somebody who drops back and he dinks and dunks and he forces you to beat yourself. And, and that's what the Dolphins have to avoid in this game. Yeah, it's, it's, he's, he's definitely one of those quarterbacks that tends to give this defense fits. That, while I don't worry about the rushing from, from the running back position, I, I know when Miami's seen mobile quarterbacks this year, that's been a bit of an issue for them because essentially the defense gets spread out and then the super mobile quarterback we'll look back at Kaepernick as an example, has some pretty wide lanes to take off through. So that's definitely a worry. As far as Tyron Taylor completing passes, so long as Miami tightens up those DBs, that, that's my biggest worry in this game is that Vance is going to outcoach himself. As long as they tighten up those DBs, I don't completely worry about Tyron Taylor's passing ability. This is a whole different secondary that he faced last year in Miami throwing against. So I'm okay with, with him throwing the ball. I'm a little more worried about his legs in, in this one. Yeah, and with the rushing game, with Shady McCoy on fire, with Tyrod Taylor being able to move the ball with his legs, uh, the weather in this game is not going to be the typical Buffalo Christmas weather of you know, 10, 15 degrees and a lot of snow. It's going to be about 40 degrees, but there's a 95% chance of rain. If it really starts to storm there, then it might be a contest of the Dolphins running game against the Bills running game. And, and that'll be interesting to see. I, I still think Jay Ajayi is due for a big performance here. Um, he's been, he's been kind of like a, like a rat in a cage here for the last couple of weeks. Hopefully he breaks out in this contest. Uh, Sammy Watkins was not available in the first contest. Yeah, I do. I do worry about Sam Watkins. I, I do think he's a big, physical, fast receiver, and it's going to be an interesting challenge for Lippitt and for Xavier Howard on the outside matching up with him because they are physical themselves. So he may win a couple of matchups there, but hopefully they're not ones that kill us. Yeah, and Byron Maxwell obviously will not play in this contest, or he's doubtful in this. And I'm kind of interested to see how Tony Lippett and Xavier Howard do two weeks in a row. I mean, they were fantastic as a tandem last week against the New York Jets. They were tested often. They're 24 years old and younger. If they go heads up against Sammy Watkins and Robert Woods and answer the call too and get the Dolphins a playoff spot, how great that looks for the future of the Miami Dolphins at the defensive back position. One thing I want to talk about in this game, too, is I know we've been waiting for Devontae Parker to break back out of his injury. So hopefully this is a game where we see that happen with this being a critical moment for for the team itself. The other thing is apparently a few Bills players put out this week that Jarvis Landry better have his head on a swivel after that uh hellacious hit he had earlier this season. Hopefully Miami doesn't have him back returning punts, even though it may lead to a colossal flub from Jakeem Grant. I'd almost rather have that than than really have the opportunity for a ridiculously violent collision on Landry. So hopefully Miami's kind of keeping an eye out for that in this game and and, and keeps him a little bit protected, even though it's, it's probably a hard thing to do with a guy like Landry. He's too critical to their success down the stretch. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I hope Jarvis Landry is returning punts, and even with what happened last game, hope he takes it to the house. I want Jarvis Landry returning every punt till the end of time. And it's not so much that what Jakeem Grant has done is unforgivable. It's I think that much of Jarvis Landry is a punt returner. I think he catches the ball. He other, Unless he's getting run into by Kenyon Drake, he doesn't fumble, and he moves immediately upfield. And, and he's arguably the best wide receiver in the league after the catch. I, I, I am. I want him returning punts, and, and I hope he does so in this game too. 
Lorenzo Alexander, Pro Bowl outside linebacker for the Bills, 11 and a half sacks on the year is going to be a big test for the Dolphins. Had a sack in his first contest. I've never seen anybody like this ever in the NFL because he played, he's played 11 years in the NFL, started 13 games, and this year the guy comes out of nowhere at 33 and makes the Pro Bowl. Great story. That's going to be a very big matchup here with Matt Moore, quarterback. Brandon Albert and Jawan James in pass protection against Jerry Hughes and Lorenzo Alexander. Yeah, no, it, it's their defense definitely scares me a little bit here. They've got a lot. Of, they've got a few Pro Bowl snubs of their own over on that side of the ball, and, and really, this is going to be a true test for the offensive line. Hopefully, guys like Laramie Tunzel and, and Brandon Albert are even more healthy this week, so uh, they can. Uh, keep that push so we can see a little more success from Ajayi, especially if there's a good rainstorm for this one. Paul, looking at the the Bills roster, there's, there's been talk that Rex Ryan's job is in jeopardy. The Bills go 7-9 and nine last year. They're 7-7 seven and seven right now. They're favored over the Dolphins. They're favored over the Jets in week 17 of the season. I mean, it, it seems like we're having this conversation every couple of years. Why is this guy supposedly his, his head's on the chopping block here heading into week 16? I'll say good because I fear Rex Ryan as a coach. He he has a lot of fun. His players love him 99% of the time. He actually is a very damn good coach when uh, he gets the pieces that he wants in place. So if they're willing to part ways with him before he's able to do so, hey, I'm all for that. Keep Buffalo as not a powerhouse in the AFC East. Get a new coach in that wants to completely change personnel and get rid of some of their good players. I'm all for that. Put them in rebuilding mode. Good for you. Hey, maybe Rex won't get a head coaching job and Miami can pull his ass down to be the defensive coordinator under Gates for a couple of years. I'll take that in a heartbeat. Miami's got the pieces in place to be able to run a very good Rex Ryan defense. So, hey, go ahead. Cut him loose. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I've always liked Rex Ryan as a head coach. I also like Vance Joseph way more than you do as a defensive coordinator. Um, And and I think there's been talk as well that Vance Joseph is starting to get some talk around the league as a head coaching candidate. I think that the Dolphins are going to keep him around and be able to retain him for another year. Um, But I do hope that the Dolphins and Vance Joseph, they play the cornerbacks a little bit further up on the line of scrimmage. My bigger problem with the Bills here. Uh, is that they're siding with the GM, it seems like, Doug Watley over Rex Ryan. I mean, if, uh, blame the GM who, signed, who re-signed Tyrod Taylor to a $92 million contract, who traded two top 10 picks for Sammy Watkins, who can't stay healthy, and is really a second-tier receiver and a borderline 1,000-yard receiver even when he is playing. And, and not to mention Shaq Lawson, they draft in the first round, and he doesn't play for the first half of the year. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. Reeks of the 49ers all over again. Yeah, it's it's a cluster up there. I'm more than happy to say that they're in the same division as my team at this point because it sounds like that front office is a little hosed in ways that Miami was circa 2003-2004. So have fun, Buffalo fans. It's going to be a long, bumpy ride. Yeah, so Paul... Uh, before we make our predictions, does anything else matchup-wise stand out for you in this game? I'm very interested to see if Matt Moore can continue his success. I know he does throw a lot of 50-50 balls. I know last week was his career best in a lot of areas, which was nice to see. I'm hoping he can continue the success we saw last week because as much as we need a Jai to get his yards this week, 
as much as we need Vance Joseph to, fingers crossed, play his defensive backs the way he's supposed to instead of outcoaching himself. Really, that's going to be one of the, the three key cogs there that, that helps this team succeed in this game and potentially clinch their playoff spot just in time for Christmas dinner on, on Sunday. You bet. And, yeah, that's uh, what I'd like to really see in this game is even though the Dolphins overall defensively have played very well over the last nine weeks, it seems like every week the opposing offense comes out and rams the ball right down the Dolphins' throat. They get down 7 to nothing. And then they adjust from there and really play well the rest of the game. I hope that they limit the Bills right up front. So, Paul, here we are, two weeks left. Uh, Like you said, the Dolphins, by Christmas night, could be in the playoffs for the first time since 2008 and the second time since 2001. I mean, 2001, I was in high school. And since since high school, I've seen one Dolphins playoff berth uh, in 2008. I mean, it's, it's, it's time. Uh, so, uh, what's your prediction for this game? I actually have the Dolphins winning 34-23. I, I think the Bills will put up some points. I think Shady will get some yards. I think Sammy will break free once or twice in this game. But overall, I just think the Dolphins are are far too talented of a team right now. They're riding a lot of emotion. They're they're playing as a team and, and they're having fun out there on the field. And I think that continues this week. The only caveat I'd say to that, and I know I keep harping on this, but if they come out and, and I see our DBs 15 yards off the ball, I am just going to throw things um, for three hours because it's going to piss me off that much because every game we've lost this year, that has been the case. Every game we've won this year, they've been up on the ball, jamming receivers at the line and, and, and playing physical. It, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that that has been our Achilles heel or our biggest strength that that's really set the tone for the rest of the team. So that, that needs to take place. But I do see the Dolphins winning 34-23. High-scoring game, uh, especially between uh, the Bills and the Dolphins. Uh, I'm going to go on the other end of the spectrum. Uh, like you said before, Paul, the Dolphins have to at least split uh, these last two games. And not to guarantee a playoff spot, but to really give themselves a, a good chance. I have the Bills winning this game 17-13. to I, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game in the rain. I think it's going to come down to the Dolphins running game against the Bills running game and the Bills barely edge them out. But I do think that the Dolphins are going to take care of business the following week against New England's backups, hopefully. Anything else, Paul? Yeah, I just want to say to the folks out there, especially if you're up in the Buffalo area, uh, if you get a chance for game day morning, there's going to be a write-up that one of the Buffalo beat writers, Nick Woten, did for both the Batavia Daily and the Niagara Times. Uh, that essentially I helped contribute a little bit, giving him some opposing team viewpoint. So links will be up uh, on my uh, Twitter account, at Fanatic underscore pick, as well as on our Twitter account for uh, on the Fin side. And uh, that will do it here for our, our Christmas show, previewing the Miami Dolphins-Buffalo Bills matchup. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Have a great holiday season. And if it's not on the right side, it's not on the left side, it is on the thin side. So, D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the thin side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the thin side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in To see what Brian, Cat, and Paul about to do again We rep our team, you can't change, stop or ruin it All we need is to figure what to do to win Fins ready 
contest No puppet talk, it's all raw and unfiltered Voice of the fans when the season looks peculiar Rock an apple orange over here and you familiar Every week they coming through our speakers to fulfill the Crap we have to hear about our team and all the latest news Vets the rookies trying to make the team paying dues Current players and alumni interviews City to city, state to state, follow the moves Call the hotline, Dolphins talk, set to go Upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.